Hi, and welcome to Reading by Flashlight. Today we are doing the last episode of the first season, or the last couple chapters of the Inheritance Games, written by Jennifer Lynn Barnes. We'll be going over chapters 85 through 91, plus the epilogue. Also, stay tuned to the end of the episode to find out what book we will be doing next week. And without further ado, let's begin. So, as I said before, we're going over chapters 85 through 91, plus the epilogue. Those are the last remaining chapters of the Inheritance Games. So, this is the last episode of the first season. So, if you guys want to know what book we'll be doing next, stay tuned to the end of the episode so you guys can, I'll announce it there. And this is a fairly new book. I think it's a couple months old, but I think you guys will like it. And, okay, let's begin. So, last where we left off last week, we find out that it was actually Skye, which is the Hawthorne brothers' mother, who had let Drake into Hawthorne house. So, Avery seems pretty, like, shocked at that. Like, they did consider her a suspect, but after a while, they had more evidence that led to other people, and they kind of just forgot about her. So, I'm honestly not that surprised that it's her. I just think a lot of evidence pointed towards other people, so we kind of just forgot about her even being a suspect. But... Avery remembers her telling her, we're all friends here, aren't we? I made it a policy to befriend everyone who steals my birthright. And then Avery says, Skye was down here with Drake the night of the shooting. She must have given him access to the estate, probably even pointed him towards the black wood. And then Rebecca said, I should have told someone. After the shooting, as soon as I realized what I'd actually seen, I should have spoken up about it. And then Avery said, yes, you should have. And then it was Grayson that said that. And he came into the room, and he's, Rebecca said, it, it was your mom, Gray. I couldn't. And then Grayson said, you could have told me. I would have taken, taken care of it. And then Avery said, Drake tried again, though. You know that, right? He tried to run us off the road the other day. He could have killed me and Alyssa and Oren or Thea. And then Grayson said, Rebecca. But Rebecca said, I know. But Emily would have wanted. But Grayson said, Rebecca, Emily's gone. I'll take care of this. I promise. Everything's going to be fine. But Avery said, everything is not fine. And then Grayson tells Rebecca to leave, and she left. And then Grayson said, Xander said you needed me. And then Avery said, your mother tried to have me killed. And Grayson's like, oh, my mother's a very complicated woman. But she's family. And he says, if I asked you to let me handle this, would you? I can guarantee that no more harm will come to you or yours. He says, I'll play you for it. So now I guess they're going to play a game to determine if um, who's going to take care of Skye, Avery or Grayson. So he, said, he says, you like a challenge. I know you do. Just give me a chance to make this right. So she's like, fine, I'll play you for it. What's the game? And Grayson says, think of a number, 1 to 10. If I guess it, you'll let me handle the situation with my mother my way. If I don't, Avery says, I'll turn her into the police. Grayson said, think of a number. So she goes with uh two and avery asks if she wants him to write it down and he says on what he's like how she said how do you know i won't lie about my number if you get it right the grayson says i'll trust you with it so then grayson says go ahead 
So then he makes his guess and he says two. They they both he guessed it. And then she said, Good guess. Then Xander and Nash come in and Jameson's not there, so she asks, Where's Jameson? And Xander said, I can report that some very colorful language was used when I requested his presence. Then Nash snorted and said he'll be here. So they waited. Five, ten minutes and he didn't show up. And Xander said, you guys may as well unlock yours, uh, your hands. That's what you use. <laughs> so one at a time, they put their hands on the, whatever they put their hands on, and they, the locks, the dead, three deadbolts come out of the door. So Xander's like, three down, one to go. So then Grayson eventually says, Jameson isn't coming. And then Ash says, he'll be here. Then Jameson appears in the room and says, don't I always do what I'm told? And he says, he looks at everybody and he's like, you guys just don't know when to stop, do you? So he put his hand on the platform and the door creaked open. And she thought that Jameson was going to go inside and maybe see what it was, but he didn't. He just turned around like he was going to leave. And then they said, don't leave, but he didn't turn back. And Jameson said, I don't know what's on the other side of that door, Eris, but I do know that the old man laid this trap for me. And Avery's like, just for you? That's why it required all four brothers' hands to get this far? And um, Jameson said, he knew that any game I play, I would play. Nash might say, screw it. Jay Grayson might say, get bogged down in legalities. Xander might be thinking about a thousand and one other things, but I will play. So yes, he meant this for me. Whatever's on the other side of the door, he knew. He knew what I did, and he wanted to make sure I never forget it. And Avery said, what do you know? Grayson said, the old man knew what, Jamie? And they said, knew what? And then Jameson said, what happened on 1018? And then Grayson said, it was my fault. I'm the one who took Emily there. I knew it was a bad idea, but I don't care. I just wanted to win. And then Jameson said, I followed you that night. I watched the two of you jump, Gray. And then she remembered the game that she had played with Jam Jameson when they first met. The two truths and one lie. One of them he said was he had watched Emily lull and die. And Grayson's like, you followed us? Why? And Jameson said, I don't know. I was annoyed. Eventually, you got, you ran off to get the towels and I. And Grayson said, Jamie, what did you do? And then Jameson said, she saw me. She saw me and she smiled. She thought that I had won. She thought that she still had me, but I turned and walked away. She called my name, but I didn't stop. And I heard her gasp and she was making this strange strangling sound. And she, he said, I thought she was playing a game with me. And I heard a splash, but I didn't turn around. And then I thought she was pretending and I just stood there and I didn't do a thing to help her and then Jameson said she collapsed she went still and she just stayed still and then you came back and I left I hated you for taking her there but I hate myself more because I let her die I stood there and just watched and Avery's like it was her heart you could what could you have done he said I could have tried something but I didn't and now the old man knew because he cornered me a few days later he knew that I had been there and he wanted to tell you gray and I wouldn't and that's why he did all of this. And Jameson comes to the conclusion that he wanted to make sure that I never forgot. That's what Jameson thinks the whole entire puzzle is about. That it was just a reminder for Jameson to never forget what he did. And then Xander said, no, that's not what this is. He wasn't making a point. He wanted us, all four of us, together here. And then Nash put a hand on Xander's shoulder and he's like, N just... It's not always what you think, kid. And then Sanders said, that's not what it is. And he's acting like he knows what's going on. And then Grayson says, what precisely are you saying, Alexander? And then Xander said, 
The two of you were walking around like ghosts. You were a robot, Gray. Jamie was like a ticking time bomb. You hated each other. The old man knew he was sick, and he told me right before he died. He asked me to do something for him. And Nash is like, and what was that? And Xander didn't answer, but Grayson already knew the answer, and he said, you were the one that had to make sure we played. And then Xander said, it was my job to make sure that you both got to the end, both of you. It's either you stopped playing, it was my job to draw you back. And then Avery said, you knew all this time, you knew where all the single clues led? And then she realized Xander was the one who had helped her find the tunnels, and he was the one who had solved the black wood. Even back at the beginning, he had given her little hints that had led up to act being actual clues for the mystery. And Avery said, you helped me. And then Xander said, I told you that I'm a living, breathing Rube Goldberg machine. I warned you, kind of. Here's a statement that Avery said. She said, I stared at Xander, the youngest, tallest, and arguably the most brilliant Hawthorne. Yes, he probably was the smartest of all of them. Because he made like $100 million off the cryptocurrency. And now he's helped his grandpa put this whole thing together. And then Avery said, do you know why your grandfather chose me, though? Have Did he answer any of that? And then Xander said, I only knew what he wanted me to know. I have no idea what's on that other side of the door, but I was only supposed to get Jamie and Gray here, together. And then Nash said, all four of us, together, actually. And then Grayson said, not just the four of us. Clearly, this was a game for five. So chapter 87 starts off with all of them dropping back down into the room. So Jameson laid his hands flat against the door and kind of pushed on it to see if it would work and the cell became beyond was empty except for there was a small wooden box inside and on the box there were three letters they were gold letters etched into golden tiles that kind of looked like scrabble and it said it kind of looked like the world's most expensive game of scrabble i love scrabble it's a fun game the letters on the box spelled out my name avery kylie grams so then she's starting to think why me it took my face to get in here it took their hands to open this door and now it's basically back to her. She has to figure out why her name's on this Scrabble board. And then Nash said, looks like it's your rodeo kid. So then she's looking for like a combination, a spot for a key, stuff like that. But then Jameson's like, the letters, Eris. So basically maybe she has to like respell something with her name. So I think that's what she's trying to do. So it obviously wasn't the combination to unlock it. So what is it? So Grayson dropped down beside her and he started to organize the letters first like in alphabetical order. And then Nash said, it's probably an anagram. You got to rearrange the letters. So they started to do that and they get a very, okay, that could be the first two words, a very. And then Kylie Graham's arranged according to Grayson's method was A-E-I-B-G-K-L-M-R-S-Y. There could be big, bomb, bail, all this stuff, but it didn't really make sense with A very. And then she figures it out. And she whispers, you've got to be kidding me. And Jameson says, what? And then, okay, I'm going to read it. It says, Avery Kylie Graham's the name I've been given the day I was born, the name that Tobias Hawthorne had programmed into the bowling alley in the pinball machine, and who knew how much other places in the house became record reordered a very risky gamble. Xander, he always said that, that no matter what he planned, it, may, it might not work, that it was, and then Grayson finishes a sentence, a very risky gamble. So she puts the, that sentence into place, and the lid pops open, and inside there was five envelopes, one with each of our names on it. So all the boys get theirs and open 
Nash is muttering under his breath, Grayson staring at his, Jameson let out a laugh, and Xander just shoves his into his pocket. And there's one more there waiting for her. She's hoping that this one will answer her questions from last time, where all he wrote was, I'm sorry. There was, so she opened her letter, and there wasn't even paper. There, it was nothing in there except for one thing. The only thing it contained was a single packet of sugar. Sugar packets? Are you kidding me? Okay, now we're on to chapter 88, and uh, she goes back to kind of remembering part of her dream, so I'm going to read that from the book. I place two sugar packets vertically on the table and bring their ends together, forming a triangle capable of standing on its own. There, I say, I do the same with the next pair of packets and set a fifth across them horizontal, creating the two triangles I built. Avery Kylie Grams, my mom appeared at the end of the table, smiling. What have I told you about building castles out of sugar? I beam back at her. It's only worth it if you can go five stories tall. And Avery said in her dream, that's where it ended. But this time, when she, while she was actually holding the sugar packet, she kind of remembered more. She remembered a man was eating in the booth behind me glances back. He asks me how old I am. Six, I say. I have some grandsons at home who are just about your age, he said. Tell me, Avery, can you spell your name, your full name, like your mom did a minute ago? I can, and I do. And then Avery realizes, I've I've met him. I met Tobias Hawthorne. He asked, he's heard my mom spell my name, and he asked me how to spell it. Then Grayson said, he would have kept a track on you, you know, a little girl with a funny little name. He must have known her date of birth, too. And then Jameson said, and after Emily died, he must have thought of you. And then Avery's like, this is insane. Like, how in the world could he put a puzzle like this together? And then Jameson said, you're the one who said it. He didn't disinherit us for you. We weren't going to get the money anyway. And Avery's like, it was going to charity. And you're telling me that on a whim, he whipped out the will he'd had for 20 years. That's, and Grayson's like, he needed something to get our attention. Something so unexpected, something so bizarre that it could only be a, a puzzle. Something that they just couldn't ignore because they spent their whole life pu doing puzzles. And then Nash said, something to purge the poison. And Avery realizes it had been a very risky gamble. She had been the very risky gamble. Tobias Hawthorne had bet that my presence in the house would shake things up, that old secrets would be laid bare, that somehow, some way, one last puzzle would change everything. That, if Emily's death had torn them apart, I could bring them back together again. And then Nash says, I told you, kid, you're not a player. You're just the glass ballerina, or the knife. So, chapter 89, Orin had met her the moment she stepped into the great room, and he'd been waiting for her, wondering why that he left her in the first place. And she's like, was it really a phone call, or had Tobias Hawthorne left him instructions to finish the game by ourselves? Like, did he know that it was the five of them that needed to solve it and he didn't need to be there? Uh, who will know? And then Avery said, do you know what's down there? And then he's, Orn said, beside the tunnel? No. Should I? And he was looking at everyone because the five of them were still all there. And they just said, no. I guess that's whatever Tobias Hawthorne left them in those letters. They're wanting to keep it to themselves. And we haven't figured out what is in the letters yet. And that night, she was at she was sitting at Tobias Hawthorne's desk, just looking at the the first letter that he had left her. The dearest Avery, I'm sorry, TTH. And she kept wondering, what is he sorry for? But she was starting to think that she had things reversed. 
Maybe he hadn't left her the money as an apology, but maybe he was apologizing for leaving the money, for like using her. So she looked down at her letter and at Tobias Hawthorne's signature, which he signed it as TTH. And she looked at the desk and she remembered that Jameson had once told her that his grandfather never purchased a desk that didn't have hidden compartments. So she tried to see if there was a secret panel or anything because there was a panel that the T had been etched into it but nothing happened, but then she pushed on the T and something popped back up into place. And then she thinks T, T, what does T mean? And she finds this latch, she turns it 30 degrees and she was no longer looking at a T, but looking at an H. And there was and then some kind of motor engaged and the panel disappeared into the desk and revealing kind of like a compartment. And it says, TTH, Tobias Hawthorne had intended for this to be my wing. He'd signed my letters with his initials, not a name. And those initials had unlocked this drawer. Inside there was a folder, kind of like the one that Grayson had shown her at the day of the foundation, but her full name was written across the top, Avery Kylie Grahams. He had information on her, must have been, or something in the envelope. She flipped through and she saw full of pictures of her and her mom. So he was definitely keeping tabs, like Grayson had said. He would have kept track of her. And there were more and more pictures after Emily's death. Like there were so many, she's like, he must have been watching my every move. And she says this, Tobias Hawthorne hadn't known me, but he'd known about me. I might have been a very risky gamble. I might have been a part of the puzzle, not a player, but the billionaire had known that I could play. He hadn't entered into this blindly and hoped for the best. He'd plotted and he'd planned, and I'd just been a part of that calculation. I wasn't just Avery Kylie Grahams born on the day that Emily Wallen had died, but the girl in these photos. And I'm going to read the last paragraph. It says, I thought about what Jameson had said the first night when he'd stepped into the fireplace into my room. Tobias Hawthorne left me the fortune, and all he'd left them was me. And Orin comes and finds her in the morning and tells her that Sky Hawthorne is moving out of Hawthorne House. And Orin's like, any idea why she is? And Avery says, not a clue. And I feel like that's a really good thing that they didn't say, but also like a really bad thing because they didn't want to bring a bunch of suspicion to their family. And they said that they were going to handle it quietly. So it wasn't going to be like big over the news. They weren't going to do that to her. But also, Orin's still going to think that the person's out there, right? But, like, he probably suspects something anyway because, like, Sky leaves and then all of a sudden all these threats and stuff have stopped. So, I mean, he's not dumb. He's probably going to figure it out, you know, in the next couple of weeks after she leaves. But still, I think it's interesting that they chose to keep it a secret from him. So now it's time for chapter 91, which is the last chapter, but after that there's the epilogue, which we'll go over too. So she went to school that day, and she comes home and calls Max, knowing that she probably doesn't even have her phone on her. And then she gets a vote, her, it goes to voicemail, obviously. And then she tries to reach her brother's phone, which is what Max used to call on one time. And... His went to voicemail as well, but it was actually Max's voice who was doing the voicemail. She had changed it, and probably just in case um, Avery had ever tried to call. And it said, he's an entirely tolerable younger brother, and if you leave a message, he will probably call you back. Avery, if this is you, stop trying to get yourself killed. You owe me Australia. And she didn't leave a message because, you know, it was on her brother's phone. So she didn't want to leave anything that he might get to because, I don't know, maybe he would sell it out I don't know but 
And then she thinks, well, I can't travel because remember that I think it's a couple of days. If she stays over a couple of days, a certain amount of time, then she can't have Hawthorne House anymore. She's, she's like, I can't travel, but hopefully Max would be able to. Maybe she's going to try to get Max to come to Hawthorne House. So then she began to hear some music playing. So she, of course, she goes and follows it. And it's actually Nan playing her piano and Libby's sitting right beside her and they're both just listening with their eyes closed and it says that Libby's black eye has faded and it says seeing her with Nan made me think about Libby's job back home. I couldn't ask her to keep sitting around Hawthorne House every day doing nothing because remember she was uh, she worked for like a senior living place so she was probably used to spending a lot of time with older people. So the piano music ended and um, Libby and Nan looked up at her and Libby's like, are you okay? You don't look okay. And she's like, I'm fine. And then she says, I can make you something. Have you ever heard of a quiche? I've never made a quiche before. <laughs> and then she says, I have no real desire to try one, but baking was Libby's way of showing love. She headed for the kitchen and I went to follow, but Nan stopped me and Nan said, stay. So she's like, okay. And then Nan said, I heard that my granddaughter left. And so she's like, yeah. she's like, I don't know what I, should I tell her? Should I not tell her? And then she says, she tried to have me killed. And then Nan like snorts and says, Sky never did like getting your hands dirty. You see, if you ask me, if you're going to kill someone, you should at least have the decency to do it yourself and do it right. You know, she probably wanted to leave the room right then and there. Mm -mm. And Nan said, now, not that people are decent, but no respect, no self-respect. If my poor Alice could see her children now, you know, she's saying stuff like that. And Avery blurts out, your son-in-law changed his will after Toby died. And then Anne's like, well, yeah, Toby was a good boy until he wasn't. And then she's like, what am I supposed to think of that? And she's like, starts to go off like he was the sweetest boy. He was super smart, but... He got into trouble, you know, and then Avery's like, what happened? And then Nan's like, it broke her, Alice's heart, broke all of us, really. And then she ha takes this locket off her neck and inside it's like one of those lockets that has pictures in it. And inside of it's a picture of Toby. And so she says, look at here, he's 16 here. And then it says, I leaned down to get a better look, wondering if Tobias Hawthorne II had resembled any of his nephews. What I saw took my breath away. And then she said, no. And then Avery's like, that's Toby? And then Nan said, he was a good boy. And then Avery, at this point, she can, like, hardly breathe. She couldn't take her eyes off the picture. And, like, obviously, when you're reading this, you can tell that she knows who this is. Like, is it, does it look like her dad? Like how everyone was saying that she might be related to them like is her dad Toby and then Jameson comes behind her and she he says Eris and he says what's got your pants in a twist and then she looked back down at the locket and she said Toby I I know who he is and then Jameson says you what and then Nan's like staying really still because like he would have been well he wouldn't have died before Avery was born but still like the fact that he knew she knew Toby and then Avery said, I used to play chess with him in the park every morning. <gasps> and then we get Harry, the dude that we only talk about at the like the first chapter. It was Harry. Was he sent to like 
spy on her or something? Well, no. No, because everyone thinks he's dead. But why is he following her then? And then Nan's like, that's impossible. Toby's been dead for 20 years. Yeah, like I was right. Nan's probably thinking this is ridiculous because Toby died before she was even born. And now, you know, this girl just comes and is like, I played with Toby. I played chess with your dead grandson every morning. And then she's like, 20 years ago, Tobias Hawthorne had disinherited his family. And Jameson's like, are you sure? Are you absolutely sure? And then she says, I'm sure. And that is the last chapter. Did Okay, did anyone guess it? Like, did anyone think that it could have been Harry? Like, did anyone think that she already knew Tobias Hawthorne? Because if you guessed Harry, you were absolutely corrupt. Okay, so now it's time for the epilogue. And actually, this is really interesting because the epilogue is actually from Xander's point of view. It's not, this epilogue is not about Avery or any of the other brothers. It's just about um, Xander. So it's from his point of view. So I just wanted to say that before we went in so you wouldn't be confused. So it says, Xander Hawthorne stared down at the letter the way he had done every day for a week. On the surface, it said very little. Alexander, well done, Tobias Hawthorne. So he points out that this is a second letter he got. This is the one where they, that secret room where they had to put their hand on panels. This is a second letter that he got from his grandfather. And all it says is, well done. And he's like, well, he had gotten his brothers to the end of the game and he got an Aver there too, just like his grandfather had made him promise to do. And then he remembered something that the old man had said to him. When their game is done, yours begins. So is there seriously like another game for Xander to play? <gasps> and for a little bit, he talks about how like he never competed or played in the same way that his brothers did. Um, but he wanted to. He wanted to win. So when he had opened his envelope, he was expecting there to be something. Uh, a riddle, a puzzle, a clue. And all he had received was just these two words that said, well done. And then... Rebecca was with him and she said, Xander, what are we doing here? And then Thea said, we're sighing melodramatically, obviously. <laughs> and then Xander says, there's a lot of types of invisible ink, but there's only one kind that destroys the message after it's revealed. And then he thinks, well, if he just, okay, so if there is a possibility that there is a secret message underneath the well done, that means he has to destroy it in order to be able to read it. So if it doesn't work, it's over. There's not going to be a game for him. There's nothing left for him that his grandfather left. Dia said, what exactly do you think you're going to find? And he looks down at the letter one more time. Alexander, well done. Tobias Hawthorne. And I'm going to read what it says. Perhaps the old man's promise had been a lie. Perhaps to Tobias Hawthorne, Xander had only been an afterthought, but he had to try. He turned to the tub beside him and he filled it with water. And Rebecca's like, Xander? And then Xander said, here goes nothing. And he lays the water, in, not the water, he lays the piece of paper into the water. And at first he thought it had failed. Like he thought he had just ruined his last message from his grandfather. But then slowly writing appeared on either side of Tobias Hawthorne's signature. And once the invisible ink darkened, there, what was left was two letters equating to Roman numerals, and to the left, there was a single word, find. 
Now the message said, Find Tobias Hawthorne the second. Ah, so that was the whole book, guys. So I hope you enjoyed it. And it was a lot of chapters. It was a lot of episodes, but we got through it. And now we're going to be going on to our second book. I know I'm kind of like rushing right into it, but um, tell me guys what you thought of the Inheritance games. And if you're, if you liked it, if you didn't like it, what you liked about it, what you didn't, all of that great stuff. In my opinion, I thought the whole book was pretty good. I liked the mystery, but there were some parts of it that I would change or just leave out because of how they fit together. But it was a nice book. I liked the mystery of it. Like, that's probably the only reason I got the book was just because this mystery of this dead person still leaving clues and riddles around his house, that intrigued me. So like I said in the trailer, I like I like mystery books. So I thought it would be a book to at least try out and read. But now that we are over on the inheritance games, we can't just talk about that forever. So now I'm going to introduce the new book that we will be starting to read. And again, this is a book that has been out probably, it came out 2021, but probably somewhere between summer and fall. So it's still a fairly new book. And the book, drumroll please. That was a horrible drumroll, but again, the book is Daughter of the Deep by Rick Riordan. So starting next week, that's going to be the book that we will be reading. So stay tuned for that, come back, and if you have any book or series suggestions, comment them in the comment section that's available on Spotify only. And please share this podcast with anything, anyone you think who would be interested in it, um, anyone who you think would be interested in Daughter of the Deep, which is the next book we'll be going over. Thanks again for watching this episode sticking through season one, and next week will be season two with Daughter of the Deep.